The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Mr. Secretary, thank you for being with Bloomberg. It's great to be with you. The situation in Iran has appeared to be escalating in recent weeks. The U.S. shooting down at least one drone, Iran seizing a British-flagged oil tanker. Is this situation getting back on track, or is it still intensifying? You know, it's always important to, to remember the history. This is, it seems like escalation uh, because there's been stories in the news, but this is 40 years, 40 years of malign behavior. So whether it was... Uh, seizing a British tanker that was in international waters or shooting down an American UAV that was also in inter international airspace or assassination campaigns in Europe or trying to kill an ambassador here in the United States. Iran has this long history of malign behavior. So our mission set when we came in was to create as much stability in the Middle East as we could. We watched Iran uh, engaging in this behavior. We had a terrible deal that the previous administration had entered into that had as one of its major side effects creating enormous wealth for the leadership inside of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And they were using that wealth in malign ways. So we broke out of the deal. We stopped giving them money. We put pressure on the Iranian regime. And we're forcing them to make tough decisions about how they're going to behave. Uh, we want change in behavior from the Iranian leadership so that the Iranian people can ultimately get what it is they deserve. So how do you get that change in behavior when Foreign Minister Zarif, who was in New York, the other day uh, is is saying that the sanctions are going to quote unquote backfire. What 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 do you, how, how do you get that change in behavior? Yeah, I mean, For, Foreign Minister Zarif is no more in charge of what's going on in Iran than a man in the moon. At the end of the day, this is driven by the Ayatollah. He will be the ultimate decision maker here, and the IRGC, Qasem Soleimani, has the capacity to do all this activity that you're talking about, all these seizure of ships and the bad behavior in the straits and the malign activity is all driven. Uh, by this IRGC, this Quds Force leader. Uh, those are the two that are the decision maker. Those are the people on, upon whom we're trying to apply sufficient pressure to show them that the cost just isn't worth it, to convince them that if they simply behave like a normal nation, that the Iranian people can live normal lives. Would you go to Tehran? Sure. If that's, if that's the call, happily go there. And would you, would you appear on Tehran television? I would, would welcome you? the chance to speak directly to the Iranian people. I've, I've talked about this before. Uh, Zarif gets to come or he comes to New York. He drives around in the most wonderful city in America. Uh, and, the, and he speaks to the media. He talks to the American public. Uh, gets to put uh, Iranian propaganda out into the American airwaves. I'd like a chance to go not do propaganda, but speak the truth to the Iranian people about what it is their leadership has done and how it has harmed Iran. I think, I think the reason they won't permit that to happen is because they know the truth as well. You know, in terms of the economics of this situation, especially as it pertains to oil in particular, the U.S. recently U.S. issued sanctions against the state-run energy company Zuhai Zenrong mm -hmm. for violating and doing business with Iran. Are you concerned about other nations, even potentially U.S. allies, still doing business with Iran uh, in the oil market? So the sanctions that we've put in place apply to everyone. We're equal opportunity with respect to our command, that is, uh, thou shalt not create wealth for the Ayatollah and the people who are killing others around the world. And so this happened to be a 
a Chinese vessel. Um, we have a pretty good bead on where these ships are moving around. We haven't seen our allies and partners. They've all agreed to cooperate uh, with this sanctions regime. Um, but wherever we find violations, we will do our level best to enforce them completely and thoroughly. Speaking of sanctions, Senator Lindsey Graham just saying with, uh, within the last few hours to Defense One that he called the Turkish foreign minister and said if you don't activate the S-400 that sanctions won't be applied. Is that the position of the administration? Well, I, I'm not going to talk about internal deliberations. Uh, we're, we're all working. Everyone's working together uh, to do our best. We've made clear to the Turks that the activation of the S-400 um, is unacceptable. Uh, we've already taken the action of uh, curtailing the F-35 program that was an important part of what Turkey was doing. Uh, there could be more sanctions to follow, but frankly what we'd really like is the S-400 not to become operational. That's our objective. It's what we've been talking to the Turks about for months and months. We've told them that it's simply incompatible with the F-35. Uh, they've taken delivery of some of the components today and we're urging them to reconsider that decision. I mean, there's so much going on around the world. I mean, in coming up with these questions, there's literally like hot pockets all around the world. Just within the last 24 hours, the North Koreans test firing two new short-range ballistic missiles on Thursday. How does this impact the denuclearization talks with Kim Jong-un? Look, everybody tries to get ready for negotiations and create, create leverage uh, and create risk for the other side. President Trump has been incredibly consistent here. We want diplomacy to work. We want Chairman Kim to deliver on the promise that he made to President Trump, which is that he would denuclearize. Uh, I was there the day they signed the document. I've had Chairman Kim tell me this personally no less than half a dozen times. We, we remain convinced that there's a diplomatic way forward, a negotiated solution to this. We look forward to the opportunity. Uh, Chairman Kim told President Trump that uh, he would send his working team to negotiate with ours. Next week, right? Uh, it'll be in a couple weeks, I anticipate. Uh, everybody's got to get schedules right. And everyone, more importantly than the date, if we wait two weeks or four weeks or six weeks, to make sure that we've had enough conversations so that there can be productive dialogue when the teams get together, that's the real objective. If it takes us another two weeks or four weeks, so be it. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. And, and the situation that we, we alluded to China, but these protests in Hong Kong, the, the, the Hong Kong authorities have rejected a request by protesters to take the streets on Saturday. I mean, are you concerned about China's military intervening in Hong Kong? The president, I think, captured it right when he said that yeah. uh, we need China to do the right thing. Uh, I, I, we, we hope that they'll do that. We hope that the uh, protests will remain peaceful. Uh, we think that's important. Uh, to, to avoid violence wherever there are protesters. We always think that's in the world's best interest, and that's certainly the case here as well. You know, it's, it is so interconnected with China, whether it's North Korea or whether it's U.S.-China trade talks. And just this week with Boris Johnson as, mm -hmm. assuming power, I, I saw what you tweeted out just this afternoon about you're hoping that you'll be able to work with Boris Johnson on U.S. initiatives. I'm curious if you think that his government and his policies will be perhaps more in line with the Trump administration on something like Huawei? 
I, I think so. We'll, we'll see. Only time will tell. There's still, I spoke with my counterpart, Dominique Robb, uh, just a couple hours back. Uh, he, he's busy. He's, he's still getting briefed up and uh, making sure that he's ready. Uh, but we talked about that. We talked about the importance of uh, these two democracies working together. Uh, I, I, think, I think we'll find that there's a very good working relationship there. Um, but I'd, I'd say this. Uh, we already work together on most things. Uh, we work together on large segments of the Iran file as well. Everybody talks about the differences. They've stayed in the deal. We got out. But there's large pieces of the pressure campaign against uh, Iran uh, that the United Kingdom understands. And there's a lot of places we work together and on uh, making sure that their ships are secure. I'm confident that we will work together. Uh, these are places where uh, democracies share a set of overlapping values and interests. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, though, when the Prime Minister gets his feet on the ground, I'm looking forward to having a chance to chat with him and his Foreign Secretary so that we can deliver on behalf of these two important democracies. And in terms of so many of these sanctions and so many of, of these specific targets, earlier uh, today, I believe, it was just announced that there were penalties against another Venezuelan for, for more corruption in the dictator Maduro's regime. Why was that important? So we add uh, to the list of individuals in Venezuela who are sanctioned nearly every week. We try and find the right entities, the right people. Uh, in, in this case, it was a group of individuals uh, this week that we have sanctioned. Uh, our aim is really very clear, right? You come back to first principle. The first principle there is Maduro is not the duly elected leader. Juan Guaido is the duly elected interim president there in Venezuela. Uh, we want Maduro to leave so that there can be free and fair elections with the ultimate goal of ensuring that there's democracy and freedom in Venezuela. For that to happen, the Cubans have to leave. Uh, you can't have a couple thousand Cuban intelligence and military officials in the country running the security apparatus and have the Venezuelan people flourish. That's our mission set. These sanctions are not aimed at the Venezuelan people, but indeed just the opposite. They're aimed at benefiting the Venezuelan people. And American companies uh, have, have interests there and, and security risks there. Chevron, for example, they've been in Venezuela, I believe, for like a, a hundred years. Uh, they've got uh, a waiver that could expire. You have to make a decision about whether or not this waiver is going to expire on Saturday, Saturday about whether or not to partner with Venezuela's oil company. Can you give us any, any inkling into what that decision will be? No, um, <laughs> the president will ultimately make an announcement, but I'm... Uh, uh, I, I've been part of the conversations. Uh, here in the next few days, you'll, you'll get a chance to see precisely what the president decided. R remember again, though, com come back to the first principle. What is it we're trying to do? We're trying to ensure that there aren't wealth and resources that are getting into the pocket of Maduro and his cronies and flowing to the Cubans. That's the objective, where we make a decision on a license or a particular sanction or a, a particular designation of an individual. Those are all aimed to support the strategy, which is the the ultimate beacon for our direction. Mr. Secretary, I, I, my final question for you, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, just in this political, in the political lens, there's a lot of speculation, Mr. Secretary, about your political future. Perhaps maybe I will be interviewing you as Senator. Mm -hmm. Can, Senator Pompeo, is that something, is that a title you would maybe like to have one day? I'm really happy doing what I'm doing. The speculation's coming from places other than me. I've, I've made clear. I'm the Secretary of State, and I'm very focused on that.
The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.